I'm McKinney Smith. After going through a divorce, my sister passing away, experiencing narcissistic abuse, and some significant health scares, I realized through sharing my story that I wasn't alone in my suffering. Suffering, subjective distress generated by the experience of being out of balance. In a deep dive to holistically heal mind, body, and soul is where I discovered peace, clarity, and connection. It is impossible to be truly wise without some real-life hardship, and we cannot develop post-traumatic wisdom without making it through, and most importantly, through it together. Social connection builds resilience, and resilience helps create post-traumatic wisdom, and that wisdom leads to hope. Hope for you and others witnessing and participating in your healing, and hope for your community. A healthy community is a healing community, and a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive, and thrive. Thank you for joining us on the Heal Her podcast, H-E-A-L, Honor, Elevate, and Love Her podcast formerly known as the Iwaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show globally, where we have conversations with extraordinary women on their journey towards wholeness and harmony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. As a certified mindset coach guiding women towards peace, clarity, and connection within, supporting the direction of the system toward wholeness, my goal here is to help you thrive. Erin Elise Enyinda is an American journalist, podcaster, and founder of the Live Affirmed podcast and magazine. Erin is a wife, mother of a fur baby Yoda, the cat, and a bridge to connect women to purpose, healing, and leading a life of celebration. So please welcome to the show, Erin Elise Enyinda. Hey, Lakini, how are you today? I am very well, very well. How are you? I am good. I'm super excited to be here. As we were saying before we started recording, this is a long overdue conversation. I feel like I don't even remember how many years back it's been. Probably, I don't know, 10 or so when we first connected through social media as strangers. We took that connection offline and connected in real life. And we've done you know workshops together and we've stayed connected and just love seeing your evolution. And I'm so honored that you're able to share your healing journey on the Heal Her podcast today. Thank you. And honestly, I'm super proud of your journey too, because I've been watching and I'm just amazed. I'm just happy for us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) The growth, the growth is the growth. (laughs) 10 years is a long time, you know, When we look back at where where we've started and and where we are, and not even just you know the brand and stuff online, but just our evolution as women and yes. our understanding and our I'm going to say openness about the inner work that needs to be done and how we use that to serve and, and impact the community and the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we jump into where you are presently in your Mm -hmm. journey, um, I love to get a bit of backstory understanding. So 
you know, before society kicks in and shifts how we think and how we view the world and puts its limits on us, I would love to know like what you wanted to be as a little girl and how that's connected to who you are today. Wow. That is, uh, that is something (laughs) that (laughs) just out the gates. Um, No, I, it's so funny because growing up as a child, and I was actually just talking about this on my podcast as, as a little girl, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to have my own talk show and I wanted to have a radio show. Mm. Um, and I used to practice my talk show in the mirror. I used to go home every day after school. And my favorite radio station back then was 92.3 The Beat. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a a VJ or a DJ named Theo. And I used to record his show every day. And I would listen to how he did what he did. And I was just enamored by the world of media. And it's so funny because I was such a shy child. Like mm. if if you talk to me, I'd be like, <laughs> and like, I would just, you know, <laughs> kind of just, you know, go somewhere to the side. I, I played the sidelines a lot as a kid, but I always knew what I wanted. I just never knew how it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so to bring that to present day, you know, I work in the world of media. I am a photojournalist. I have a magazine that's coming out. I think something that I left out is that I was also enamored with television and magazines. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was kind of a little bit more than like the natural, oh, I really like this. It was like, no, I was kind of obsessive, (laughs) you know? Um, I was kind of obsessive about it because there was something about it that just spoke to me, you know, and so now I'm I'm operating in that world in many different ways. And so it's really just interesting to see myself here now at this stage mm-hmm. in life. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about this stage. Mm-hmm. Let's give the listeners a short version of <laughs> how you got to where you are today. We don't have enough time <laughs> in the day. <laughs> but if I could super cliff notes version this, uh, it took a lot of self-reflection, a lot of healing, a lot of quiet time, just really with you know me and God where I... I dealt with a lot of traumatic incidents that I had encountered in my lifetime and also having to walk through seasons of, I guess you could say, rebuilding my life from some of the decisions that I made, you know, in my 20s to just rebuilding life after being divorced And starting again and again, (laughs) and probably again, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and, and never giving up. I would say that, you know, where I'm at now is it's a pretty sweet place and I don't take it for granted, but I also understand that there was a lot of time, a lot of tears and just a lot of persevering. Mm -hmm. 
I don't remember the rest of the question, so you have to. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important for the women that are listening to understand that they are not alone when it comes to the rebuilding or the starting over. And there's nothing wrong with rebuilding and starting over. You know, I think sometimes we don't talk openly enough about the rebuild. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, probably since the last time you and I have seen each other, we've both rebuilt Mm -hmm. (laughs) our lives, our brands, our the whole nine yards. So I think it's important that you um, pointed that out. Yeah, I think it's something that especially on social media, right? Like we really don't see that part. And I think it's because it's such a vulnerable place. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times when we are rebuilding, sometimes we're, we're judging ourselves, or we're being really hard on ourselves, or there could be a time period of lack or Mm -hmm. sadness or just trying to understand what's next. And I think when, you, when you're in that space, it's really hard to discuss that with someone else because you may not really know how to articulate that or how to even, even how you feel. It's like, I don't mm-hmm. even know how I feel right now. So I don't mm-hmm. even know how to have this conversation with someone else. Mm-hmm. So it can be a little isolating too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it makes me think of the butterfly analogy, like the the caterpillar, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it goes into the cocoon. And I think the part that isn't spoken about openly enough is when that caterpillar is in the cocoon and it's morphing into the butterfly and it's in that stage, it's actually painful, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes I think as people, we try to speed up that stage because we want you know, to, to open up and become that butterfly. Mm-hmm. But I actually watched, I don't know, I believe it was a documentary. It was a video and um, it was talking about, there was a little boy that, you know, he couldn't wait. Like he had this cocoon, he was watching the cocoon in their yard or whatever. And he couldn't wait for it to open up so he could see the butterfly. And one day when his parents weren't looking, he forced open the cocoon mm-hmm. before it was ready, but that actually killed what was inside. Wow. So it, makes me think of, you know, when we're in that stage of rebuilding, when we're in our cocoons and it's painful and it's lonely and it's isolating, that we can't rush the process. We need mm-hmm. to go through the transitions. We need to go through the evolutions to become the the beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> butterfly that's meant to be. And there may be multiple times that that happens in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really great way to put it, you know, because Sometimes you feel like you should be further along than you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that society has a great way of making us feel that way. But it's imperative to give ourselves grace in those seasons because we're worth it. You mm-hmm. know, we are worth the time that it takes to to heal, to evolve, and sometimes to just recalibrate, mm-hmm. you know, to just put things back into perspective. Like it's okay to do that. And I think a lot of times we don't feel like it's okay because there's so much movement around us. Mm -hmm. So, okay. A couple of things. I think at the end of the day, we all evolve at a different rate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we may see our friends evolving faster or slower. You know, we may see people online, you know, their, their lives quickly moving they have like serious momentum in their business or whatever. We can't compare someone else's evolution to ours because mm-hmm. 
we evolve at different rates because we're processing at different rates. We have different traumas that we're trying to work through. We have different experiences. Like when I used to, like I used to get irritated when people said we had the same 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. and then they point to like a celebrity or someone who has, you know, uh, a nanny and a cook and, you know, all these different things to allow them the time, more time to do right. other things. Right. Right. That's <laughs> so it's true. Like, <laughs> it's like me over here, the single mother of three who, you know, grew up with childhood traumas and in poverty, trying to like make things work and survive every day. And you're trying to tell me, I don't have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. We have a different 24 hours. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, so our evolution would be very different. So yes. I think for the women that are, are listening, it's important to, to understand that our, our situations are different. Our, even the tools that we're given are very different. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, to that tool, I'm going to say like our communities our support systems are very different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, in some seasons, support season, um, your support system is looking, you know, a little, little thrashed, a little ragged, <laughs> <laughs> a little scarce, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, in, and in other seasons, it's like, oh my gosh, I have a whole community, you mm-hmm. know, with within close proximity. And so that's amazing too. But I think acknowledging the beauty of both can be good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So what advice would you give to a woman that's listening right now that's trying to rush her healing journey? I would share with her something that I was, (laughs) I had this really interesting encounter with God in the shower one day. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was, I was complaining. I was really going in, (laughs) you know, and it was just, it was just a lot of wins and, you know, what's going on. And I remember hearing very clearly, I love you so much, but I will not allow you to push past my timing. Mm. And it really changed my perspective on how I was viewing myself, my situation, and just the speed that I was trying to move at. Mm -hmm. And when I look back now, if I had been allowed to just go full force in that season, I would have missed a lot of amazing things. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when we feel like we are on hold, it can be a very frustrating thing. And it sometimes feels like we're not seen or heard or loved or valued, but a lot of things are for our protection. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are because sometimes we're really just not ready. A lot of things are because maybe we haven't come into the full understanding of what it is that we're asking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're we're asking Yeah, we're asking from a very limited perspective or understanding of something that we feel we need or would be helpful to us, but maybe just maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. So I would say be patient. And when the right time approaches, you will know and you won't have to force it or force yourself to be in a season that you're not ready for. Yeah. You know, when you said that it, it made me think of I guess the the keys to manifestation that that I use and 
So there's four things, which is love, how we feel, because when we're in a higher vibration, obviously you attract what you're in harmony with. Mm-hmm. Um, two, being of service. Three, your belief, your faith. You know, you spoke to our beliefs. And then four, patience. Yes. I think that we're always trying to rush things or force things to happen. But what we force negates, we're actually pushing it away. Mm-hmm. So we need to be able to allow and attract what we want versus trying to force things because then we're just really, we're giving ourselves more work. We're making it harder on ourselves. That is so good. And you you touched on a couple other things too. I think the service part is really important because, mm-hmm. you know, while we're waiting for certain things to happen, we can be busy doing other things, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> you know, be busy getting to know ourselves in the season that we're in, be busy enhancing someone else's life. And when I say that, I just, I go back to what you said, service. What can Mm -hmm. I do, you know, in my local community? What can I do with the people that I know? How can I love them better? Mm -hmm. How can I show up for them a little bit more? And it's not about diminishing yourself. It's just to say, okay, in this season, certain things aren't moving the way that I would like, but I have these amazing people who are around me. I can show up for them. I can be better in this way. Yeah. I think we've been, maybe because of culture and society, we've been conditioned to focus on self and Mm -hmm. all ego, right? So when we're focused on service, when we're focused on providing solutions to others, when we're focused on community, we're actually multiplying things versus when we're focused on, you know, just what we want or what we're doing. Like my mentor taught me that money is a reward for service. So how can you be of service to others? How can you help others find a solution to their problems? Because that's what's going to help move you closer to your dreams. Yes, that is that is so true. I actually have been thinking about this lately. That's so funny. You're all up in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's something that I'm really walking out in this season of my life while still pushing forward from my own things. And so Mm -hmm. what I realized is that service does not take away from you. It adds to you. Mm -hmm. You know, when you clap and cheer for others and show up for others, you are one, becoming the best version of yourself, but two, (laughs) have you noticed that the most successful people, they give? Yeah. They give their time, they give their uh, finances, they show up for others. Philanthropy is the way, (laughs) you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. You want to know how to be successful? (laughs) Look into philanthropy, you know, and, and understand that it's really not, really not about us. It's really about how we impact other people. The energy needs to circulate. I feel like, okay, so for example, with money, money has no value unless it's circulating, unless it's being used, right? If you have it sitting under your bed, under your mattress, it has no value because it's not being circulated. So the same thing with everything else. Like I I feel like, you know, people hoard their resources or their, you know, their energy, their time, their money, not realizing mm-hmm. that that limiting or that scarcity mindset is them actually blocking their own blessings. You know, they don't realize that their thoughts, feelings, and actions are blocking them from the blessings that they actually want. When you are giving, and I'm not saying giving to the point where you 
overwhelm yourself or you're burnt out, you know, giving beyond your capacity because you should be serving from your overflow, you know, Mm -hmm. fill your cup and then serve from your overflow from the saucer. But in that giving is where the blessings and the rewards come from. You know, how can you invest your time, energy, and money into helping others? Because that's going to multiply the fruits for yourself. Yes. And I think that what you're saying is so important. And I want to touch on something because for someone who is in survival mode, this whole conversation sounds super irritating. Yeah. Yep. Been there. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, for real? Okay, girl. So, you, you know, you're going to help me pay my bills. <laughs> you know, you're going to help yep. me do all the other things on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's to say, you know, when we have been operating in survival mode, when we have experienced rejection or um, toxicity in relationships with people, it can cause us to become very isolated in the way that we operate, Mm -hmm. right? And so sometimes it's understandable why we would do a thing the way that we do it, but there comes a time and a season where we have to branch out from that way of thinking and being and mm-hmm. just decide to show up differently. So yes, mm-hmm. I still have bills to pay. Yes, I still have this stuff to do. And I'm going to be wise in how I do things. But I can show up for somebody else too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's very important that you pointed that out. Um, so I say that healed ears hear differently. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in my hurt, like it's, you know, because we, we're always projecting our own inner insecurities. Mm-hmm. So when I was in this place of hurt and someone would say things and I would e- easily, you know, take offense or, mm-hmm. you know, be irritated by what they're saying because it was something within me that had, I had to work on. But mm-hmm. when we're in survival mode, like it shuts down the part of our brain that is able to find solutions. Mm-hmm. So in my low vibrational state, I am not only, I want to say, you know, focused on self again, Mm -hmm. I had to show up for others to even open up and raise my vibrational level where, you know, I could, let's say I'll go back to when I started out in entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. I had no money, single mom, had a mortgage to pay, had a dog, car payment, you name it. And I had $0 and I was like, how am I going to make this work? And for a while, yes, I was doing the boohoo, poor me, But when Mm -hmm. I came out of that and was able to show up, whether it be volunteering to help with homeless shelters and things like that, like it shifted not only just my view of the world and my energy, but that opened up opportunities for me to now make money and, and do things so that I could pay my bills. Yes. Yes. I think what you're saying is something that a lot of us need to hear because social media will mess you up. Mm -hmm. You know, social media will have us thinking that I just got to get out here and I just got to go super hard. Okay. To a degree, you know, I don't always recommend that because Mm -hmm. there's a thing called burnout, but there's also the, the self, you know, I come from the land of self California where it's like, it's all about (laughs) me, baby. It is me. It is my turn. (laughs) You know, I got something to say. (laughs) You gonna know about me. Okay. (laughs) But 
it's also <laughs> what you don't what what I had to learn and what a lot of us don't realize especially in the era of selfies and so much self mm-hmm. is that people will invest in you when you are investing in others mm-hmm. yeah and when they see that you're willing to show up in other spaces and help other people or even to just involve others mm-hmm. there's a shift in even how they receive you yeah and I think I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. With that, is there an, a personal example, a story that you've had where you've done that and gotten that result? <laughs> yes, I'm speaking from experience, guys. So, <laughs> so yes. Um, so for a very long time, when I first started out in business, you know, like you circumstances were similar, except for the fact that I am not a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, I just was, I was just running a business and I was running myself into the ground trying to do everything. And I think at the time period, I learned a lot about myself, but I also kind of learned how not to do things. Mm -hmm. And I took a short break for, well, I'll say I took a short break from my speaking business for about a year and a half, close to two years. And I came back recently and I'm launching a women's magazine. It's a digital magazine and I'm launching it in February. And I realized this time around, first of all, it's a magazine. Everybody does not just, this is not the Aaron Elise show. You know what I mean? Like there are, (laughs) there are so many women who have amazing stories and so much insight in areas that I do not. I cannot be your financial advisor. Let me tell you, you don't want me to advise you (laughs) on finances, okay? I have someone that I talk to for that. (laughs) I don't want to be the person that you come to for certain things. And so what I did was I got together a a group of women who specialized in different areas and they all did their thing and they did an amazing job. And then I presented it to the community, the online community that I live in. And I just said, hey, you know, I'm looking for people to help in this area and I'm willing to X, Y, Z. And the response that I got has been overwhelming to Mm. the point where it has shifted the way that I think and even the way that I want to operate from this point on. Because I think when you go about things from an understanding of I am not the, I can't be everything. Right. And still function the way I need to in my own life all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. There has to be some delegating. There has to be help. And when I did that, I watched everything shift and open up for me in a way that I would say it had probably always been available to me, but I never knew that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just took me getting into a certain space in life to where I knew that I needed to have certain boundaries within my own business so that I could enjoy my marriage and just Mm. enjoy my free time and not be so consumed Mm -hmm. that I I approached it differently. And it's, it's working really well. I love it. I love it so much. And it, it reminds me of, there's, um, a session in the coaching that I do that the training from Bob Proctor where, you know, it's really about 
leveraging your Mm -hmm. network. You know, when we're not focused on self and when we don't feel like we have to do it all on our own, like you can be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So it's like, you still need community. You know, you talked about people with different areas of expertise. It's leveraging that it's, you know, you have your area of expertise that people come to you for. And when you surround yourself with other open-minded people who have their different areas of expertise and you combine that, you can have mm-hmm. quantum loops within your business, within your reach, within you know all of these things. So instead of people being highly focused on self, I think this is a great conversation to remind people the beauty in communities, the beauty in networking, the beauty in masterminds, the beauty in you know, just leveraging the people around you and exchanging value. Like not mm-hmm. everything has to be monetary. It's true. Um, I, you know, you and I both have experienced in the beginning of our businesses coming up, like understanding that if we didn't have money, you could exchange value. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Barter. <laughs> <And, laughs> it, it was able to get us in places that we didn't have the dollars for. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Um, okay, so before we go to like the final uh, segment of the show, uh, let's talk about affirmations because from you and I first connected, that was one thing that we definitely had in common. And I love to see that that is still something that is a, a strong pillar within your your brand and your business and your beliefs. Let's talk about the power of affirmations in your life and why you teach them. Yeah, absolutely. Affirmations for me are, it is how I have learned to reprogram my mind from thinking such negative, horrible things about myself to beginning to see myself in a very healthy and loving way. And, you know, I talked a bit about my childhood in the beginning of this episode And what I want to share is just that I experienced and encountered many a horrific thing, you know, growing Mm -hmm. up. And I had a lot of negative self-dialogue associated with it from, Mm -hmm. you know, sexual abuse to being in a very abusive relationship at the end of high school and just kind of navigating those things in in a way that was self-destructive, mm-hmm. you know? And so I did not know how to speak to myself. I did not know how to stop doing dysfunctional things. But when I learned how the words that I spoke about myself and to myself were so important mm-hmm. and how they framed the world around me, that it changed me and made me very, (laughs) very mindful of what I say. Mm -hmm. And so affirmations has been a part of my journey now for almost 10 years. And I teach it because it changed my life so significantly that I knew that there were other people out there. And it's not just women because there are a lot of men who listen to those too. Mm-hmm. But so many of us, we say one thing about ourselves. Oh, I know I'm beautiful. I know this. I And, and you can say an affirmation and it be empty. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because 
because what we truly believe are about ourselves is not matching up to what we're saying. Mm -hmm. And so I say affirmations every day. I do them every day because I get that I'm getting that inner belief to match what it is that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so I want to share that with others. And so that's why I teach it. And that's why um, I have a podcast now that's called Live Affirmed. And the magazine that I'm coming out with, it's all about the lifestyle of mm-hmm. living from an affirmed place. And so what I learned is that sometimes it's not just enough to say the affirmation, because what comes after that? What does my life need to look like in order to live from that space? And when I say that, it's like, how do I need to shift in order to live the life that I want, not just speak these words? Yeah. And so I decided to create a lifestyle magazine around that. So you have one of each, you know what I mean? I love it. I love it. I love, you know, I think it's interesting when we talk about affirmations and when you said, um, you know, that you're mindful of the words that you speak and, you know, the stories that we tell ourselves and how affirmations have, have helped you. I think, what book is it? Uh, The Power of Awareness. It really, I'm going to say, amplified my beliefs in affirmations and not even just the words that we tell ourselves, but even the thoughts that we think Mm -hmm. in our heads. Because one, you know, someone who isn't into personal development and that's listening to this, they're like, yeah, yeah, like affirmations, who cares? They, because they don't understand the depth of it. And I feel like sometimes it's not explained Mm-hmm. in depth so people just see the the superficial of just saying the thing they're like yeah it's it's yeah those are just some nice words so you know you mentioned it's way more than just saying the words itself it's also when you say the word because anything we say after i am mm-hmm. you know we that's we manifest that that's what we believe but when you say it how do you feel what do you envision what, you know, what feelings, what thoughts come to mind. A huge part of it is the feeling and the visual. So mm-hmm. in Power of Awareness, um, he really helps us understand how our imagination shapes our world, what we imagine, both good and bad. You know, because when you're talking about being mindful of the words that you say, because you've seen, you know, how things can come to life. Mm-hmm. So with our imagination, our, you know, thoughts and the visions that we have in our head, good or bad, we manifest that into our lives. So it's being very intentional about the thoughts that we think in our head. Mm-hmm. And then if you incorporate that with an affirmation, and then you go deeper into how it makes you feel. And for me, feeling is really just a label for the vibration that we're on. You know, if we're happy, we're on a high vibration. If we're sad, we're on a low vibration. But um, like I mentioned before, with the manifesting, you know, doing things from a place of love because it's just the vibration that you're on to help attract that. I think the combination of affirmations, what you say out loud with your thoughts, what you are envisioning in your head and how you feel, the vibration that you're on, like those three together are so, so powerful. And I think anyone who isn't into affirmations should, or I suggest <laughs> taking a, a deeper dive into how they actually work because it's way more than than just words. And I, I had a guest on uh, last year 
where she was talking about, you know, because we were saying earlier, you know, some, for someone who's listening, who's broke and not in that headspace, when she was struggling and in in that headspace and she moved from like Halifax to L.A. and was trying to make it, she had a very hard time associating her affirmations with with what was really happening in her life. You know, it was hard for her to say, I am wealthy, I am happy, you know, mm-hmm. I am all those things when nothing around her looked that way. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't able to attach you know, the thoughts and feelings to those things. So she shifted her affirmation to, I am on my way to becoming, Mm -hmm. which helped her. And now she's a multimillionaire. Now she can say I am because she's, you know, she worked her way to believing it. It wasn't trying to force the belief, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think that you have to, and when I say you, I mean us, you know what I mean? (laughs) Just people in general (laughs) that, you know, we have to find what works for our mind Mm -hmm. because I'm actually the opposite. I have to say I am because when I say I'm becoming, then I'm like, well, that could happen today, next week, next month, next year. But I have to say to myself, I am that thing. It just hasn't Mm -hmm. manifested yet. And so I think that those are very powerful tools to understand because I'm glad that you mentioned this because sometimes the way that someone else frames something mm-hmm. for their mind to get them to where they need to be, it may not work for the other person. And so right. when you create an affirmation, it has to speak to you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say, when you, when you say stuff, you know, if you listen to my affirmation podcast and you like it, but then you create your own affirmations or you say what I say and you don't, it doesn't mean anything to you. It holds mm-hmm. no value. Yeah. So it's just like, you got to you got to go where where you need to go and say what you need to say to, and speak to your situation. Yeah. Um and the envisioning part I love when you said that because there was a time period especially when I was going through divorce and I'll never forget it every day I would sit and I would envision myself in my new life. I would envision myself overcoming the situation that I was in. And Mm -hmm. sometimes literally when I was envisioning, it would be like thoughts of doubt would be like, nah, playa. (laughs) And and here would come like some black cloud, even in when I was trying to envision. And I'm like, and I had to stop my mind from running rampant because what, what you're dealing with is subconscious mind kind of coming after it's it's basically manifesting into into what you're trying to speak against. It's like mm-hmm. I'm still here despite what you say. So that's why the envisioning part is so important because you're challenging that inner belief system that you mm-hmm. have that yeah. says that's actually not possible. Actually money is bad. Actually all people are toxic. I need to stay away from them. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I love it. I love and I agree with you 1000% when you um, said that we need to customize our affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could Google a bunch of affirmations online. You could, you know, I don't know, buy a book on affirmations. But if it doesn't connect with you, if it doesn't connect with what you're after, what your dreams are, what your goals are, then it's not, it's definitely not going to resonate. So there's, it's going to be challenging for you to, you know, have, or envision and have the feelings that you need to have 
to be able to to manifest that. So it's very important, the customization piece for sure. Yeah. I would love, um, before we go to the final segment, if you could share with the ladies that are listening where they can stay connected with you online, where they can listen to your podcast, where they can read the magazine, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So you can stay in contact with me by going to www.liveaffirmed.com. My podcast, Live Affirmed, is on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, Google, and Amazon, and also iHeartRadio. I also have a previous podcast called Just Love Thyself, where I discuss a lot of how I overcame some of the obstacles that I mentioned today. And that's also on all of the same platforms. Love it. I will definitely have all of your links in the detailed section so they can just click and connect directly. They won't have to search too far. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So the final segment of the show... It's kind of like a rapid fire. Uh, You can answer one word, one sentence, but I'm also a rule breaker. So if you feel like unpacking, feel free to do so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Purpose Awakening by Torrey Roberts. Mm. Okay. What is one thing you forgive yourself for? Not knowing how awesome I really am. Mm. Love that. Uh, What is the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do at night? I wake up and I pray. I wash my face and brush my teeth every single night and floss. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I I got a nighttime routine, you know. (laughs) It helps me sleep. Uh, When was the last time you cried? Probably like two days ago or something. Like I'm an avid crier. Mm-hmm. And it's not always sad tears. It could be something happy. I could be praying. I could be worshiping. It it just comes when it comes. Probably actually Sunday. Yes, at church. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I know, right? <laughs> and last but not least, what do you wish women would do more of? Ooh, I want to. <laughs> I want to find a decent way to say this. I wish we would stop giving our time to people who don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. and focus more on ourselves mm-hmm. until the right situation approaches. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Aaron, for your wisdom, your time, your energy. I truly, truly appreciate you. And this has been like a long overdue conversation. So thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm so just thankful to be able to catch up at this stage in life and just have seen you know, you grow and evolve and change too. And I'm just glad to be here. (laughs) Well, I will definitely be continuing to cheer for you and celebrate you. Like, like I said in the beginning, I am so proud of your evolution and just watching you glow. Like you are literally glowing. Like the, the woman that I see on my computer and on social these days is just glowing from the inside out. So I will continue to celebrate you. And to all of you healers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show on Apple Podcast and leave us a review. And I just want to thank each and every one of you that continues to listen each week to help the show globally rank in the top 1.5% of most popular podcasts. And that's out of over 3 million shows out there. So if you enjoyed today's episode... 
feel free to share it with a friend. And we would love if you would screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag Aaron at Aaron Elise Enyinda. That's E-R-I-N-E-L-I-S-E-E-N-Y-I-N-D-A. And you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith. A healthy community is a healing community. And a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive, and thrive. So let's continue to heal her.